Hey, welcome to Silicon Valley Beat. I'm Annie Gauss. Thanks for tuning in. You probably know WebMD as that place you wind up every flu season, casually Googling symptoms, and then 10 minutes later, you're convinced that you have a terminal illness. Well, sure enough, what you know as WebMD is actually a few different web properties, Medscape.com, MedicineNet.com, among others, and they were all snapped up by a buyer for $2.8 billion. Now, if you've somehow managed to avoid WebMD, it's basically a big database of health information, including pages on different conditions and other medical and health info and articles. And just as a side note, there have actually been studies done on the effectiveness of researching your own symptoms, suggesting that it is not that helpful and possibly even counterproductive. Anyway, it's still highly trafficked nonetheless, and it's big business. I read that WebMD is the 36th sixth most trafficked site in the US according to Comscore, and it's also a public company and reportedly got around 100 bids from suitors who wanted to buy it. Now, the buyer is a company called Internet Brands. Yes, that's actually the name of the company. And it's owned by KKR, a private equity firm. What this company does is aggregate traffic across multiple properties and then plugs it into an advertising network. They already own some other um, health-focused portals like eHealthForum.com, in addition to websites across many other verticals. As of now, neither company has shared much in the way of specifics about what, if anything, will change with WebMD, but the deal is expected to close later this year. Thanks for listening. More to come. Alphabet put out its second quarter earnings report this week, and surprise, surprise, it's still a cash cow. That's in spite of a few fights the company is fighting on numerous fronts, including a record fine from the European Commission. To recap, last month, Google was slapped with a $2.7 billion fine from the European Commission for anti-competitive conduct in promoting its own shopping services in search results over competitors. They were told to adjust it within 90 days or potentially face more fines. Basically, if you search a product, Google shows you its own results as opposed to competitors, and some antitrust hawks have a problem with that. But even though this was a record fine by the European Commission, it was also kind of a blip in Alphabet's overall revenue picture. They reported $26 billion in sales last quarter, which is a 21% increase over last year. And last year, they posted almost $20 billion in profit. So there were a lot of takeaways from the earnings report, but one of them is that Alphabet is by far the world leader in digital and mobile ad revenue. In fact, they control 33% of that revenue for the whole world. Their share is expected to be 74 billion in ad sales this year. And Facebook, by the way, is in second place, but far behind at a mere 36 billion. Still, it's not like Alphabet doesn't have some problems. They're getting more antitrust scrutiny from not just European commissions, but from US, US lawmakers as well. They're also under investigation by the Department of Labor for pay inequality issues. And they're tussling with Uber, Uber over... Uh, alleged theft of self-driving car tech, and on YouTube, which is one of their highest profile properties, they're facing a backlash 
recently, they faced one this year at least, for placing ads on extremist videos. And they're subsequently grappling with how to handle that type of content on their platform. Still, the overall picture is not looking so bad for Alphabet. They also appointed Sundar Pichai, who's CEO of Google, to Alphabet's board of directors as its 13th member. That's adding to an exclusive and very insular group that includes Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Chairman Eric Schmidt, and Diane Green, who's the head of enterprise and cloud at Google. So a lot of Google higher-ups already sitting on the board. As always, love to hear your thoughts and reactions in a call-in or a text comment. Thanks for listening. More to come. The internet is bidding farewell to an old relic from the olden days, Microsoft Paint. A perennial feature of every Windows machine dating back 32 years, Microsoft Paint was first introduced in Windows 1.0 back in 1985. It was a one-bit PC paintbrush at the time, and it's endured over all these years, despite being frequently the butt of jokes as a go-to program for making really terrible, hastily slapped together, or terrible on-purpose graphics in some cases. So people learned that Paint was going away because Microsoft named it in a list of apps that are flagged for removal or deprecation in a forthcoming fall update for Windows 10. Of course, Microsoft has since introduced more capable Paint programs like Paint 3D, which to date has worked alongside regular Paint but is a bit more full-featured. However, don't be too sad about Microsoft Paint. The blog Windows Central reported that Paint can uh, still be downloaded as a Windows Store app instead. And just as I'm writing this, Microsoft clarified that Paint is here to stay as a free download from the Windows Store. So paint on, people. Keep on letting your inner crappy graphic artist shine. The world needs you. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave me a comment or call in, as always, with tech questions, comments, feedback, ideas. Talk to you soon. This is Annie Gauss.